Dear Lord, as we wrap up this conference, we praise you once again for your presence, for your spirit, for your guidance, for the unity that we have felt as we come together. And Lord, once more, we ask for your spirit. We ask that we can leave convicted and committed to follow fully. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. CBS News called 1963 the year that everything happened. One of the most memorable years in U.S. history. Now, we don't have time to talk about all the memorable events of 1963, but how many of you know what happened on November 22, 1963? President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. What about August 28, 1963? Does anybody know that date? Oh boy, did you all take American history? The March on Washington, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., I Have a Dream, you remember that? You may not remember it, but you've heard of it. One other memorable event, um, July 21, 1963. Does anybody, do you, any of you remember okay my parents I was hoping you'd remember that was the day I was born <laughs> okay so I mentioned two memorable events of 1963 you know I have a lot of respect and admiration for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. he dreamed of a country that would live out their founding beliefs that all men are created equal. A country where people would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Unfortunately, we all know that dream has not been fully realized. But I like to think that Ad Agra is fulfilling in a small way a part of that dream, where in Dr. King's words, on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. Now, we're not on the red hills of Georgia, but we're pretty close here in North Florida. And I'd like to, to Think about, um, if we could rephrase that, how about the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners working in the fields side by side? It's been, you know, this, this group this weekend is so diverse. So many coming from so many places so many cultures, so many backgrounds, but it is so heartwarming to see us coming together in unity. 
Tonight, I want to share a dream I have, and this dream in no way supersedes Dr. King's dream. His dream must still be fulfilled, but with due respect and apologies for any hints of plagiarism, I would like to share with you a little of my dream. I have a dream of Adventist homes, each with sufficient ground for tilling, where mothers and fathers both work together with their children in the garden, planting, tending, teaching, training. Adventist homes where neighbors come and say, we'd like you to teach us how to have a family time in the garden like you do. I have a dream of Adventist churches, each with community gardens rather than lawns that have to be mowed, where small plots are loaned out to those who do not have access to land, or maybe just those who need to feel a part of something bigger than themselves, where church members feed and water, weed and water side by side with the unchurched, mingling, mentoring, encouraging, and drawing by the love of Christ. Churches that offer cooking schools and food preservation classes to those who are growing the food but don't know what to do with it. Churches that prepare the excesses from the garden and share with the homeless and unemployed, inviting them in turn to grow a garden for themselves. I have a dream of Adventist elementary schools with small garden plots and greenhouses where the children are taken out each day to seed and weed and harvest and prepare healthy food that they can cook for their hot lunch program and do that all the way through the winter. And then in the spring, the children can seed vegetable transplants to take home and plant and tend through the summer to stave off boredom and video games. I have a dream of Adventist academies where much of biology, chemistry, and physics is taught on the school farm, where manual labor is not viewed as punishment, but as a welcome change from brain work. Schools where teachers work side by side with the students in the garden, laughing, sweating, praying, and learning together from God and the angels. Where the cafeteria is largely supplied by food the students have grown themselves. And where there is a noble independence from Cisco and the large institutional food suppliers. I have a dream of Adventist colleges that alongside the professional tracks of teachers and doctors and nurses offer training in practical skills like construction, welding, mechanics, and agriculture, not as electives, but as a required 
for a well-rounded education. Colleges where true balance is maintained between the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. Where future farmers are educated in the sciences as well as in the practical skills of growing and marketing their produce. Colleges where farming is viewed as just as noble a calling as medicine or theology. Where students leave trained and prepared to be true missionaries, ready to go wherever the Lord calls. I have a dream of Adventist healthcare institutions that they could be moved to rural locations where the hospitals and lifestyle centers could be surrounded by flower and vegetable gardens and where the patients and guests could spend portions of each day in the peace and quietude of nature, surrounded by the sights and sounds of God rather than blaring TVs and the sterile sameness of indoor life. Institutions where patients are prescribed outdoor exercise in the garden rather than just pills. Where doctors make their rounds in the garden, teaching and applying the laws of nature to their patients' physical health. I have a dream for pastors, gospel workers, and church administrators that they, in spite of all the urgent pulls on their time, would take time each day for physical labor out of doors. And that as they work in their gardens, they would hear the still small voice of God reinforcing the teaching of the parables and giving them practical lessons to share from the pulpit and in their Bible studies. I have a dream for our cities, a dream that each of them would have vegan, vegetarian restaurants supplied with fresh, locally grown, organic produce grown by Adventist families in the surrounding country. That the workers in the restaurant could cycle through the farms rather than burning out in the cities and could return refreshed and eager to share with the customers the things learned on the farm. I dream of these restaurants having lunch with the farmer as well as lunch with the doctor where both spiritual and physical lessons could be taught from the garden. I dream of the restaurants planning special on-farm dinners where the customers are invited out of the cities to experience the peace and joy of the country. I have a dream of city farmers markets being slowly taken over by Adventist farmers, supplying the healthiest, tastiest produce available anywhere. And then along with the produce, giving literature as well as prayer, counsel, and community to the customers. Adventist farmers working the cities from their country outposts each week as they drive to market. Farms that open their doors multiple times through the year 
for their customers to come out and experience a taste of the country along with fellowship with the farm family. I have a dream of Adventist agricultural research and training schools being established on each continent, seeking to combine the latest scientific research with the counsels from the Bible and the spirit of prophecy, where young men and women can come and learn how to be educated farmers. Oh, how we need educated farmers. It breaks my heart every time I have to tell someone that I don't know who to recommend to help with starting their agriculture program. I dream of the day when institutions and schools contact me looking for farmers and I can actually give them names of qualified, experienced, balanced farmers. I have a dream of experienced Adventist farmers who can bring the homeless, the unemployed, the former convicts out to the country and train them to the noble independence of farming. Incubator farms where new farmers can be mentored under the guidance and direction of seasoned professionals. I have a dream of our Adventist church embracing agriculture as the ideal package of our message, a package that includes country living, manual labor, true education, health evangelism, Christ's method of reaching the people, family life, city evangelism, Christian stewardship, and the list goes on and on. I have a dream. Actually, it's not really my dream. I've just gotten most of it straight from Mrs. White's councils on agriculture. But then again, it's not Mrs. White's councils on agriculture. It's God's councils on agriculture. After all, he is the one who planted the first garden. He is the one who placed man in this garden home and gave him useful labor as the best method of character development. So maybe I should be saying, God has a dream. A dream for his people to follow him fully into the garden. Now just a word of caution as you prepare to leave this conference. This dream has been largely forgotten. And as David Obermiller said this morning, you may feel like the Lone Ranger. You are going to go back on fire with enthusiasm for agricultural evangelism. But unfortunately, you're going to be looked at with blank stares or polite head nods. Your zeal and enthusiasm may be doused by the cold water of naysayers and progressives who feel agriculture is just too old-fashioned. But don't be discouraged. Practice what you preach. Let your gardens and your produce be silent missionaries proclaiming the message you want to share.
Let the master gardener do his humbling, softening work in your hearts, and others will notice. Soon they will be wanting to come see your garden. Soon the questions will come, and doors will be opened. I have a dream for agriculture. No, God has a dream for agriculture. The question I leave with you tonight is, who will follow him fully? Who will say, I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. I'll be what you want me to be. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your patience. We thank you for your long-suffering. We thank you that um, you're still waiting in the garden to walk with us, to teach us, to draw us close to you. Lord, you know the hearts of each one here. I just pray as we leave this place that you will give strength, you will give guidance, you will give direction. Lord, watch between us until we meet again, whether it be here or in the land flowing with milk and honey. In Jesus' name we pray. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.